Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to the Be Unbound podcast. This is one of our summer sessions where we're going to be talking specifically about Apex and we have one of the speakers for our Apex event today. Abe, tell us a little bit about who that is. We are talking today with JJ Jasper. He is a author, a radio host, a comedian, and he does literally like a million different other things. He's a mm -hmm. pilot. Uh, he speaks around the country. The This is a guy who has done a lot. And so for those of you listening, I'll mention this in an episode, but he has done uh, so many things that I know at least some of you guys uh, are interested or are doing right now. So I would really, really uh, recommend you talk to him in Apex at Apex. But before that, here is an episode where he gets to share his journey so far, some of the things he's doing, and his passion for uh, what we're doing at Unbound and his just encouragement to college students. Absolutely. So without further ado, please enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome back to the show. This is a session of Summer Sessions leading up to our national conference, Apex, and we are very excited uh, to be talking with JJ Jasper. Hello, sir. Welcome onto the show. And uh, as you just mentioned, uh, before we started rolling, this is uh, one your first podcast. Is that correct? This is the very first podcast. I'm on national radio. I get to be in, uh, on almost 200 stations in 36 states, but this is my first podcast. So I'm a little bit uh, a little bit nervous about it, and I'm just going to follow your lead. Thanks for thanks for having me on. This is great. Of course, we're so honored that you're on and that this that you're having us as your first podcast. <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun. And you mentioned radio. I know you also do comedy. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about where you've what you've done and where you've been and your journey so far. Well, the Lord has really blessed me. And uh, in Ephesians, the third chapter, I think it's verse 20 and 21, it talks about how the Lord can do exceeding abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. And guys, sometimes I feel like a boy Cinderella because I just want to pinch myself and think, how in the world did, uh, did I wind up getting in radio, uh, becoming a best-selling author? Uh, I'm married to a, a godly, gorgeous my wife, we have a whole house full of children. I have seven children. I have five daughters. Thankfully, there's never any drama in our home. <laughs> but uh, but uh, it just seems like the Lord has just blessed. And I've got more crazy stories from getting to fly with the hurricane hunters. People have heard of the hurricane hunters. I got to fly with them through a hurricane. That is I've awesome. been privileged to to travel around the world, literally around the world, Hawaii, Australia, Bangladesh, India, um, Haiti. But from from uh, being a dad and having a wonderful family to being a, a morning on-air personality, as I mentioned, national radio, it's just so much fun to be a cheerleader for Jesus and try to encourage and inspire people from North Dakota to North Carolina, Texas, all places in between. So, uh, yeah, the Lord has has richly blessed me, and uh, he, he is better to me than I deserve. And uh, I'm so excited about Apex. What a great opportunity. Students that are doing things out of the box, unconventional learning, and to 
gather with hundreds of college students and try to encourage, inspire them as well. This, this is going to be a blast. Oh yeah. This is going to be a ton of fun and can't wait to hear your story at apex. So we won't go into too much of that. I don't want to spoil that. And we'll have a few quick questions about apex towards the end. Um, but you started a bunch of different things. One thing with us, um, bounders and young people is that there are a million things that you, that, that we want to do. There's so many things to explore. Was there something that you started out uh, when you were younger that you wanted to do, or did all these different things kind of come to you as you went about life? You know, I was actually in construction, started out in construction, and I was doing, I did a lot of youth ministry, and I emceed a lot of events in my hometown in Kentucky, and I came to Mississippi to do a weekend retreat. And a lot of uh, young people made decisions for Christ, and it just seemed like the Lord just really showed up in a big way. And the the guy that that invited me to Mississippi, I'd never, ever been to Tupelo, Mississippi. I'd never even heard of it. Well, he asked me to stick around for a couple of days to help disciple these young people because so many decisions had been made. There was a Christian radio station in this town, and they had just lost their morning guy. And the pastor, he said, you know, you'd really be good on a, on radio. What I never told anybody, there's this little corner of my heart. I had a secret desire that I, I would like to be on the air. And, you know, you think of uh, verses like, I think it's Psalm 37, 4, that God will give you the desires of your heart. Here I was working construction, doing youth ministry, and in the tiny corner of my heart, I thought, how cool would it be to be on the air, to wake people up, to have contests, to laugh, to tell, you know, corny jokes, just all of the rest. And then I went and, and the Lord, it was like being at the right place at the right time. But more than that, it was uh, just God being sovereign that I got that first radio job. And then I was approached by another radio station that said, hey, we're going to build a network. We want you to come, you know, be our on-air morning personality. And so, uh, you know, just like with you listening right now, God is grooming you and that set of talents and experiences and gifts that he's given you. There's not another person on the planet exactly like you. I mean, it's true. You are unique. God loves you, has a wonderful plan and a purpose for your life. God loves you. He's not mad at you. He's not out to get you. If God had a wallet, your picture would be in it. If God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. He is just wild about you. He's head over heels in love with you. And again, he has given you just the perfect blend of gifts and talents and experiences. And he wants to use your life and he wants to use your story to impact others. And here I was, a kid in Kentucky, working construction. And then the Lord put me in radio. And now it's been a career for many, many years. And wow, here I am doing a podcast talking about coming to Apex, and I just get a, a lot of opportunities to do stand-up comedy. I'm a best-selling author. I can just go on and on. I mean, when I said I feel like a boy Cinderella, I married a beautiful woman. We have a house full of kids. We built a cabin on the lake. I'm a pilot. Uh, years ago, I bought an airplane, and I owned an airplane for five years, and I could just go on and on. So many, uh, so many fun stories of God's faithfulness. 
Wow. Well, yeah, that is truly amazing how uh, God works in so many different ways in so many different areas of our life. And uh, it's really cool to hear testimonies uh, from people like you. Uh, and we're going to be very much looking forward to hearing more about that at uh, at Apex. But uh, hey, David, just a couple of uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, two days ago, I got to speak for a, an inner city ministry. And there were a lot of kids that, that didn't have dads. And I was able to share with them the story of Gideon. I think it's in Judges, maybe the sixth chapter, who Gideon was actually hiding and the bad guys were coming and, and they were going to overwhelm. Uh, you know, there, it was not going to be a contest. They were so outnumbered. Gideon was actually hiding and the angel of the Lord came to Gideon and said, Gideon, oh, mighty man of valor. And if I can paraphrase, Gideon was like, uh, excuse me, you got me mixed up with somebody else. I'm the smallest person in my family. Our family is the smallest in our clan. Our clan's the smallest in our village. Surely you got me mixed up with somebody else. But when others see a shepherd boy, God sees a king. And he used little Gideon, who was afraid, who was overwhelmed, and he did something extraordinary in an ordinary person's life. Same with little David, the shepherd boy. All of the sons were paraded before Samuel. The Lord laid it on Samuel's heart. One of Jesse's sons is going to be king. He said, here they all are, tall, dark, handsome, wide shoulders, perfect teeth, good-looking hair. Nope, you're not the one. You're not the one, the pitcher, the quarterback, whoever. You got any other sons? No, this, this is it. Here they are. You don't have any other sons? Because I know the Lord laid it on my heart that one of your sons is going to be king. Oh, yeah. There's a there's little David, the shepherd boy. And of course, I'm paraphrasing, but here, when others see a shepherd boy, God sees a king, and you have mm. so much potential. And again, God wants to use you and bless you and give you favor. And it all starts with a personal relationship with the living Lord, knowing Jesus Christ, um, realizing our need for God, humbling ourselves, repenting of our sins, and receiving Jesus Christ in our heart and life by faith. But I got a chance to talk to these inner city kids a couple of days ago. We looked in Corinthians how God doesn't always take superstars. He doesn't always uh, choose uh, the the best and the brightest and the and the wisest. He he takes ordinary people and does extraordinary things in their life. So that was a couple of nights ago. Uh, the night before that, my daughter and I got to speak at a church about uh, parenting, um, effective ways to be a good parent. And we're not a, um, by no means experts, but our kids have all turned out well, and we're so thankful for that. And then before that, I was in Louisiana talking at a camp, uh, sharing about the faithfulness of God. So, yeah, I could just go on and on. I'm sorry to jump in here and interrupt, but the Lord has just been so good, and I'm, I'm excited about these opportunities to share. I was in New Mexico. Well, in the last couple of weeks, the last six weeks, I've been in Illinois, Texas, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana. And I think some somewhere else. So I've been been busy. It's been an exciting summer already so far. Yeah. Oh, that's that is truly amazing to hear about all of those opportunities. Uh, it's uh, all of those are just an absolute blessing uh, that he's given you and that he's given uh, all those who've been able to come to those sessions. And uh, something that you talked about there uh, that actually really resonates uh, with something we talk a lot about at Unbound, and that is being extraordinary at the ordinary. That's something we talk about a lot uh, with our students is that 
especially in the world today, we have uh, a lot of uh, young people who are wanting to uh, look for these super specific things to be like the top 1% and to be superstars. And uh, by all means, God may use that and God may lead you to that. But uh, a lot of what God does, especially right now when we're young, is to call us to do ordinary things extraordinarily well. And that can be every bit as life-changing, every bit as much of a blessing uh, to those around us, and God can do just as much work through that. So that was something that I kind of heard you saying that really resonated. You're exactly right, David. And I, I'm so glad at Unbound that you stressed that. And uh, for these inner city kids, along with talking about Gideon, and we looked at the life of, of David, the shepherd boy, but I shared a story about tr two brothers, a true story. Two brothers, same parents, uh, same friends, went to the same school. They uh, they shared a bedroom. They even slept in the same bed when they were little. It was uh, the older brother, a year older than the younger brother. But the older brother was extremely handsome, crazy elite athlete, very, very smart. And he was the most likely to succeed. And I mean, everybody just said, oh, he's killing it. He's going to be a lawyer, a doctor, own his own business. The sky was the limit. The younger brother, above average looks, above average uh, athlete, above average grades. Well, they tracked along, same school, same friends, everything. And they made a lot of wrong decisions like a lot of people do. They, they started to drink. They started to smoke pot. They lied to their parents, uh, just got in with the wrong friends. The younger brother... He accepted Christ into his life. So he went a different direction. The older brother continued to party. You know, I've just got the world by the tail. Uh, he's so good looking, uh, so winsome. But sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. Fast forward, the older brother got involved in a drunken altercation, got shot, he died a couple of times on the operating table. They revived him. They called his parents in and said, hey, him being shot's not the worst of his trouble. He has got late stage cirrhosis of the liver. And if he does not stop drinking, he'll, he'll be dead in six months. Well, the younger brother, he, the only difference between the two brothers, one said yes to Jesus. The other said, not now. I'm going to sow my wild oats. I want to party, have fun. And, and he said, but one day I'm going to get right with God. The younger brother, you say, well, what happened to him? The younger brother, he wound up uh, marrying a wonderful girl. He has a great career. He built a cabin on a lake. He's a best-selling author. He was in a movie with the Kendrick brothers, uh, bought a, a farm, had cattle and horses. And the younger brother is doing his very first podcast for Apex <laughs> at this very minute. And mm. that's a, a, an absolute true Praise story. God. And my only mm. brother, Mike, one, years, one year older than me, he did not stop drinking. Uh, he, he abused alcohol and drugs, and, and he died. And if my brother, Mike, was here, he would tell you watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, don't go that way. The bridge is out. Don't make wrong decisions. Don't abuse drugs and alcohol. And here he was, when I say he was a good looking guy, he was so good looking. He was such a good athlete. 
But see, Jesus said in John 10, 10, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give you life and give you more abundant life. The devil doesn't play fair. He goes for the juggler. And you college students that are watching and listening right now, he hates you. He wants to ruin your life. I saw that. I had a front row seat to, to witness that. My only brother, he's not here. And of course, our family, we miss him, his his wife, his children. Uh, he's not here to, to impact their life. And the only difference between me and my brother is was is Jesus. And so, man, I know I just sound like a fanatic, but I just I just want to be a cheerleader for Jesus because Jesus is a life changer and and I'm the younger brother. Hey Amen. That is such a powerful story. I, I uh, praise the Lord and that, you know, by his grace, we are here, literally. Um, and to that, yeah, that was uh, such a, a, a story that I, and in some ways I relate to. I have siblings who do not know the Lord yet, and, um, and I pray for them. And, and so with that, uh, that is such a powerful story. Let's talk about storytelling for a bit. Uh, as you've, as you mentioned, written um, a best-selling book, very cool. Um, you've been able to uh, go into comedy and, and share stories. Um, if you don't mind, let's dive into the art of storytelling a little bit. What is storytelling to you? And what are some of the things that you use to craft a good, effective story, whether that is in writing or even in telling a joke and finding the right punchline. And I have listened to some of your stand-up. It is amazing, let me just say. <laughs> so I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about how you form these stories. Well, first, with this being summertime and across the country, there's a huge heat wave. Um, a little bit on a sad note, uh, in our little town, the uh, the petting zoo yesterday, the the it's been so hot, the water buffalo evaporated, and I just I just feel so bad, especially for the children that were there. That that would really be something uh, hard to unsee. <laughs> and then uh, while I'm on a roll here as a dad to get these dad jokes out of the way, the um, so uh, on morning radio a couple of days ago, the song song ended, and I talked about the Spanish magician. Spanish magician, he said, I'm going to count to three and make myself completely disappear. And he goes, uno, dos, and he disappeared without a trace. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if my teenage daughters, they... They rolled it, you know, you rolling your eyes right now and your groans, they have zero effect on me. I have five daughters. Uh, I have see eye rolling and just, uh, you know, heads shaking. That's just an everyday life for me. But to, to your point about being a storyteller, Jesus was the master storyteller. And he talked about in Luke, the lost son, the lost coin, the lost sheep. When he was talking to the audience, he would look over and say, behold, a, a farmer sowing seed, and he would tell a story. If you remember in the Old Testament, when the man of God wanted to come to David to talk about his sin with Bathsheba, he wrapped it up in a story, and David became a part of that, had no idea that he was being set up. And if he had just come and rebuked him with plain language, he would have uh, resisted and been defensive. But as 
uh, Nathan told that story and his emotions got involved and he, he, he became one of the characters in the story. And then he took his bony finger and tapped David on the chest, if you will, and, and said, you are the man. Uh, same thing happened when um, the man of God had a little old lady dress up and go tell a story to David as he got older when he was estranged from one of his children. And they did that with storytelling. There's something very, very powerful about stories. And, and it's uh, let, let me back up and say that for a couple of years, I was in a, in a drama group uh, as a new Christian. We'd go to different churches and we'd put on these plays, do this drama. Well, years later, I would have people come up to me. I taught Bible studies for young people. I was involved in youth ministry, as I mentioned. I'd even fill in a little bit at church. And maybe once or twice, people would come up and say, hey, I remember a sermon that you preached, and they would they would share the outline, but only a few times. But years later, I would have dozens and dozens of people say, hey, you came to my church 10 years ago, and you, you were the carpenter in the play, and this girl was the astronaut. And they would just tell the different characters, and they would tell the different lines that we use, just like when people see a movie and you see them quoting the lines from the movie or a song that gets stuck in your head. And there's something powerful about storytelling. Um, it was used in the Old Testament. Jesus, that's how he communicated oftentimes. So yeah, that's a good way for us to share the gospel, to encourage people, to to help people if they need some reproof, you know, to wrap that up in a story. And then as a stand-up comedian and a morning on-air radio personality, um, boy, I see what, you know, it says how laughter is good medicine. When you use laughter as well as storytelling, uh, oftentimes I'll get a chance to uh, do stand-up. And when you see people laughing, they'll laugh so hard, they cry, all the walls come down. Then whatever you say next, they're open to receive. That is so true. Are there comedians or even other storytellers that have inspired you that you look to for uh, inspiration. I mean, you mentioned our Lord, of course. Um, I'm just wondering if there are any others that you listen to when you have a chance. You know, I love Tim Hawkins. Um, I mentioned growing up in Kentucky, uh, mm -hmm. just being out there on the porch with old timers or yeah. I worked construction for 10 years and you get on a construction site and man, you hear some of the best storytellers, <laughs> you know, or if yes. you like to fish or hunt, you know, you hear some pretty tall tales. But mm. yeah, I, I have always, uh, like, I was a class clown. You know, I go back to when I said, you listening right now, how God's given you the just right blend of gifts and talents. And you think, you know what, this experience was a real waste. Or this class that I'm taking, there's no way I'll ever use this. But God is grooming you, and He, you were knitted uh, you, together in your mother's womb. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by God. But he's taking all of all of your experiences and friends and talents and gifts, and he wants to use you for his glory. Well, I was the class clown. And then fast forward, uh, the only thing that I ever got in trouble about in school was talking too much. And now <laughs> I'm on the radio and I'm getting paid to talk. How good yeah. is God? What a great sense of humor. And so, uh, and so as a kid, I always liked to laugh and tell stories. I never thought that would translate as a Christian, but you know, with with books, um, Moses was a basket case. Hilarious true stories to encourage and inspire. That's the bestseller. And then the sequel, Jonah had a whale of a time. I tell stories about, you know, if you live long enough, you're going to have some crazy stories. I do stand up comedy. They'll fly me in somewhere, uh, put me in a hotel, fly me back. And a couple of times a year, 
they put me in a bed and breakfast. You know what a bed and breakfast is, how they'll take an old home place and use it for room and board. Years ago, I went to Bueller, Kansas. I'll never forget it. Right before I left, the person that takes care of the scheduling said, oh, by the way, they've got you staying in a bed and breakfast. Makes no difference to me. I'm easy going. Flying to Wichita, get shuttled to Bueller. The pastor's wife picked me up and drove a short ways and pulled, pulled into the parking lot of a nursing home and said, here we are. This, this is it. Here it is. I said, this is a nursing home. She said, oh, somebody should have called. They should have called. I said, called about what? She said, Bueller is so small, we don't have a hotel or a motel, but the people at the nursing home let us use a room for a bed and breakfast. I'm thinking, <laughs> get out of here. That, that would be a PR nightmare. I just thought I was being pranked. Uh-huh. You know, you come from out of town, they roll out the red carpet, they put your best foot forward. I love senior citizens. I love the elderly. But it was a nursing home. Mm-hmm. The sights, the sounds. I walked up to the front desk. Down to the left was the cafeteria. Down the hall on the right, I could hear them, help me, help me. <laughs> and it was uh, it was bizarre. I, I mean, I didn't know like a, they were going to come into my room at 2 in the morning and check my blood pressure or <laughs> roll me over and, and give me a shot or, or worse. <laughs> That's an honest to goodness true story. Um, I used a, a dump truck to babysit. I mentioned I got to fly with the hurricane hunters and go through a a hurricane on purpose while everybody's going the other way and boarding up with plywood. You know, I got to go with those guys, the hurricane right before Katrina and uh, just a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun experiences. My very first flying lesson, the instructor had me mixed up and he thought I had 20 or 30 hours and it was my very first lesson. And uh, it would take too long to tell, but I mentioned that, told that story and Moses was a basket case, hilarious, true stories to encourage and inspire. So yeah, at Apex, we're going to laugh together. I'll tell some stories and then hopefully we'll talk about storytelling and, uh, you know, just try to reinforce what you students already do so well. I mean, you guys are killing it on TikTok and Instagram and storytelling is just in your wheelhouse. So if I can bring a few things to the table and try to fan that flame, I'm just really looking forward to it. I really appreciate it. Peyton Holiday and all of the ones that I've already met, Unbound Student Cabinet. And, um, and you know, my, my wife and I, one of the highlights of our life this last um, a year and a half, we have had a college Bible study on Thursday nights. And we've had like, you know, 25, 30 kids meet at our home. We feed them, they play volleyball, and then we have a, a Bible study. And we've had Bible studies about fear we started noticing that even you guys that are young and bulletproof with COVID and everything going on, there was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. So we talked about how God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We looked at things in the, in the word. We talked about um, the the way to discern God's will, to hear his voice. And I encourage these, uh, these uh, students, just like you listening and watching, I said, you might not believe it. But in three to five years, many of you will be married. And you're like, what? I don't even have a boyfriend. I don't even have a girlfriend. It's true. In three to five years, many of you will be married. Some of you will be parents. From kindergarten to graduation, everything was kind of normal and typical, same friend group, same youth group. But from right now where you are in this season of your life, it's going to be supersonic. And trust this old gray-haired man, in three to five years, Many of you will be married. Some of you will be parents. And having said that, a couple of uh, two different couples in our Bible study just got married 
two weekends apart. And they came to me and they said, hey, Mr. JJ, you have impacted and influenced our life. We both have pastors. We have youth pastors, but you've invested so much. We've grown so much. Would you do our wedding? So a couple of Saturdays ago, I did my very first wedding. And I hope I never do that again. I would be more comfortable. Hey, it's nerve wracking. I'd be more comfortable being an air traffic controller in Chicago during a snowstorm. It's just too much of a big day. And I don't know how these people make wedding cakes. How do you do that? And when you're getting it out of the van, you hope it doesn't slide off the tray or whatever. This too big of a milestone, too important of a day. And so, you know, you don't want to fumble or, or fall down or say the wrong thing. But it, it went okay. But I hope I, I, you know, I hope I never get asked to do that again. Hey, I, I know for a fact we have some unbounders, uh, some in my class who have experience making wedding cakes. We've had a video at least about stories where that went wrong. So I very yeah. much, know. Lydia, if you're listening, I know you relate to this. <laughs> Lydia, you know what I'm talking about, girl. You can have it. Yes. Um, you've done a lot. The Lord has clearly blessed you and it's been it is such an inspiration to us um, as you're sharing to uh, younger people of looking forward to life and all these things. Is there something still on your bucket list that you would like to do that you've not been able to do yet? You know, very few things. Uh, I haven't, I've never skydived and uh, I, I went to skydive a couple of times and the weather was bad. I mentioned that I'm a, a pilot and uh, I actually bought an airplane and uh, and had an airplane for five years. And I was just recently, I got to speak to the class of 2022 in New Mexico. And there's a saying among pilots that a mile of highway will take you one mile, but a mile of runway will take you anywhere in the world. And your education, that diploma, it's like a mile of runway. You can take that education, uh, class of 2022, and as you launch with that with that education, with that diploma, uh, unbound, you know, the unorthodox or unconventional way to learn and take these uh, out of the classroom experiences. But you take that education and you really can go and do and be anything uh, wherever the Lord plugs you in. You can bloom where you're planted. But um, but as a pilot, I've our runway is a mile long, and I've I've left from Tupelo, Mississippi, and flown myself to Indiana, Kentucky, Arkansas, Florida, Texas, even Kansas, and it's so cool to be up there. And I'm doing the driving and to be able to fly. But yeah, to your uh, point, uh, I've never skydived, so I would like to do that. And then, uh, yeah, not too many things. I I really uh, Ephesians three twenty and twenty. One, I think it is that I referenced when we first started that the Lord is able to do exceeding abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. Let that rattle around in your heart and your head. God can do more. He can do much, much more. He can do exceeding abundantly more. And the NIV, it says immeasurably more. You can't even measure how much God wants to do in and through your life. He can do more than you can ask. We can all ask for a lot. Well, the Bible says God can do more than you can ask. It goes on to say he, you, he can do more than you can imagine. You go, wait a minute. He can do more than I can imagine. He can. The God who the son has to ask his permission before it comes up each morning, 
He is unlimited in his grace and mercy and goodness and favor. He's a healer, a deliverer, a miracle worker. The, the greatest thing that he does is salvation, forgiving us of our sins and giving us a new life in Christ. But if you'll surrender to him, if you will do like it says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know those verses so well about trusting in the Lord with, with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will guide your paths. He'll lead, guide, and direct you in what you think that you can manufacture and do on your own and network and try to make happen. If you'll just yield and surrender to the Lord, he can make your dreams come true. He can do the things that are beyond your wildest imagination. And, and I'm living that. I'm seeing that happen right now. Uh, and we've had some setbacks. You know, we've had some tragedies. But God is so faithful. He's so good. And he just wants to to prove himself faithful in, in your life. I had an opportunity, as I may mention, uh, I guess a week and a half, two weeks ago, to be in Louisiana, talk about the faithfulness of God. And there's so many different verses. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Lamentation says that his promises, his goodness is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. And you can you can put your full trust and wait in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's a good God and he's faithful. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And uh, you know, hearing that you're a pilot uh, does remind me uh, when you're at Apex, be on the lookout. We definitely have uh, at least a few students who are currently or are training to be pilots. So I'm sure that they would uh, love to have some conversations with you about flying at the event. Uh, so be on the lookout for them. Uh, I think as we as we wrap things up here, uh, the one thing that uh, I'm sure we'd love to hear as we look forward to Apex uh, in August is uh, what is what do you think as you're looking forward to it is the main message, the main point that if students don't hear anything else from you at the event, what's the thrust of what you're going to talk about with the students at Apex. Not to give too much of a spoiler, I'm sure there'll be plenty of stories that we'll be able to look forward to, but what's gonna be the thrust of your message? You know, that's a good question. And in full disclosure, I don't have the message yet. Now, as I may mention, I got a chance to talk a few weeks ago in New Mexico and to this class of 2022, I felt the Lord laid it on my heart to share the importance of wisdom. Uh, Solomon, you'll remember the story when he had the dream and God appeared to him and said, I'll give you anything you want as he became the new king. And he said, Lord, I need, I need wisdom. And if you'll go back and reread that, he even said, I, I feel like a little boy. I'm in, I'm in over my head here. I, I don't know if I'm going in or coming out. Well, think about who that was. That's somebody who was raised in a palace. King David, the King David was his dad. He was surrounded by excellence and protocol and advisors, the best of everything. And yet he felt like he was in over his head. So if he felt like that, how much more do we as a college student, you're at these crossroads, you're not sure about your major or your career or who you're going to marry and spend the rest of your life with. So if if Solomon, who grew up in all that splendor and majesty and, and excellence, grew up in a palace, he asked God for wisdom, and the Lord didn't scold him for it. 
he, he got excited. He said, you know what? Anybody else would have asked for riches or honor or death to their enemies. Because you asked for wisdom to lead my people, I'm going to make you the wisest man who ever lived and give you all the other stuff to boot. And in James, it talks about asking for wisdom and God won't upbraideth us. He won't, uh, he won't chide you or scold you for that. He, he applauds. He says, thank you for wanting to be wise, to choose good friends, to make wise decisions. You know, you think about in Corinthians, it says, speaking of choosing good friends, it says, be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. If the Bible verse starts out saying, be not deceived, that means there's a chance we're going to be duped. We're going to be tricked. Bad company corrupts good character. You put on a pair of white gloves, you go play in the mud, the mud doesn't get glovey. How many people have ever seen glovey mud? You put on a pair of white gloves, you go play in the mud. The gloves get muddy, but the mud doesn't get glovey. One of the best things you can do is choose good friends. It, it's half the battle. Who you hang around with is so critical. And find young people that love the Lord, that, that, that are not ashamed of their parents, that love their mom and dad, that are patriots. And, uh, and boy, that will, that will just, you, you'll just, uh, it, you'll, you'll surge forward. Like I said, that's half the battle, but I don't know. I got to talk to those young people about wisdom. I got to talk to these inner city kids about Gideon and David, um, had a parenting thing and had a lot of opportunities here recently, but I'm praying about the just right message for the kids at Apex. We are going to talk about storytelling, but uh, you pray for me because I want to have a fresh word from the Lord um, because you know it is Holy Spirit and he's able to lead God and direct us as we spend time in his word. I encourage not just young people, but everybody, pray when you don't feel like it, read your Bible when you don't want to, and uh, just stay in relationship. It's all about a, a personal relationship with uh, with Jesus Christ, but, but we're going to laugh together, I promise you that, and hopefully bring some things uh, to the table that my, my prayer, and I'm asking people in my friend group to pray that it, that it will be life-changing. So we've got a big God, and we're going to ask for big things, and I really think we're going to have a great time together at Apex in uh, Lake City, Michigan. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, well, we are. I, I have no for that, at least uh, speaking for myself, I have no doubt that uh, the students and we all will be uh, blessed with laughter and uh, with encouragement from your session. So we will be praying for many things upcoming for the event and uh, we'll absolutely be praying for you for that. Uh, so once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, for those who have been listening and would like to hear more from you or would like to uh, potentially check out some of the books that you've talked about, uh, where can people find you? Where can people listen to you or get some of your books? We have a free app afr.net. Now we have two different networks, a talk side and a music side. I'm on the music side, uh, do the morning music show. And uh, it's, uh, I think it says music hybrid, but afr.net, a free app. And then jjjasper.com for the books. And you can see uh, the schedule of maybe some places I'm going to be. And I might be near where some of the students, I know some of the college students are coming from all over the country. Boy, I think Unbound is a wonderful alternative, a great out-of-the-box learning experience. And I'm so excited to be, what a great place to be able to hang out. That campus, that looks like so much fun with all the activities and all the things going on and the other speakers. So it's, I'm, a, I'm thrilled. I'm so excited about being at Apex. I'm actually going to mention it on the radio tell people about what you guys are doing. So I'm going to brag on you. I'll do that tomorrow morning <laughs> awesome. on the American Family Radio. So if you guys get that app and have an opportunity to listen, 
So, uh, hey, Abe, David, thank you guys for uh, for this opportunity. This this has really been a blessing. This really this has really been a joy. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking time to bless us uh, as we're listening to your stories and experiences. One cool thing that I must say is that you've been able to experience and do so much. The Lord has given you so many different experiences uh, from piloting to writing to comedy even. And I do know for a fact that these are things that I know some of my friends in Unbound classmates um, or even alumni are interested in are doing. I am sure they'll be picking your brain a lot at Apex. So guys, if you're listening, you know who you are. You know, <laughs> if I'm talking to you, uh, come talk to JJ. And JJ, thank you for taking the time to be at Apex to share your wisdom and share your stories. I'm very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Well, that was a ton of fun to hear from JJ about all of the uh, different things that he does and just his heart for the Lord uh, that was mm. just throughout everything that he talked about. So uh, it was super encouraging to hear from him. And uh, yeah, very, very much looking forward to getting to see him at Apex. Oh, yeah. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you were listening, uh, hey, definitely talk to JJ. He, we were off air talking a little bit and he is so excited to come and just share, share his life. So I know some of you guys are doing either piloting or uh, even comedy or writing. Yeah, he is so fun with so much wisdom and uh, very much looking forward to it. Like you said, David. Uh, but that being said, if you're listening and you're new to Unbound, um, definitely mention that throughout the episode. Yeah, there is a lot of resources with classes, what we do, the Ascend program, what we do for college and why we do college differently. Go to beunbound.us. On there, uh, you will find information about the Ascend program, um, why the world is our campus, all these different things uh, about what we do. Absolutely. And if you have any questions about uh, the episode or would just like to reach out to us directly here on the podcast, you can send us an email at podcast at beunbound.us. So thank you very much for joining us today. Like I've said, this is one of our summer sessions, and this is actually the final episode of our summer session. We're going to be resuming our main season coming up very soon, right after Apex. So please stay tuned for that. Once again, thank you for listening. And as always, be unbound. <laughs>